The other realm awaits. And welcome, listeners, to another Please Don't Listen to This, Your Soul Depends on It, Hell O Scream Monster, Terror Soda Fright. Gorsome, foursome. This week, or this time, we are talking about <laughs> Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Cure, uh, because I couldn't stop thinking about it after I watched this movie. But it's just, uh, just the two of us today, very intimate relationship. I have uh, Chronic X Painter Cam. <laughs> that's me yeah this is a brother's <laughs> cast this time nick can't stop thinking about <laughs> me and i took a, you know i took his word for it and watched it the other night even though it was two hours long but uh <laughs> i made it through it after after some light falling asleep i i rewatched some stuff and mm-hmm. now i understand i'm proud of you about the movie. i'm proud of you made it Making now it i understand through. all um, of it no it was really captivating especially visually but <laughs> it's just like I, as noted by the recording of this show, I fell asleep and missed when we were supposed to start. I'm just tired all the time. <laughs> yes, I, I, I get I, it. I have not changed. I have not adjusted my schedule despite switching to a morning work. So I was up. Oh, I see. Sleep. So you're still you're still acting like yeah. you don't have to go to work in the morning, even <laughs> yeah, though you do. Instead of going to bed at a reasonable time, I've decided to not do that, and now I just don't <laughs> sleep as much as I should. But uh, I understand. Yeah, I still. I still um, really enjoyed this. I don't think I've watched many fully subtitled horror movies. Although I guess we did one cut of the dead mm-hmm. just a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yeah, I promise that I do more in October than watch Japanese horror movies. Yeah, you're doubling up here. <laughs> I am doubling up. Well, I also watched uh, watched Body Devil, which we will talk about uh, yeah. like, uh, another it's, time. Yeah, kind of but, a similar movie and. and and yeah, you know, it's got a lot of the same themes. The same. What is a one was it like? What if Alfred Hitchcock was extremely horny? And the other one is the other one is I could Follow convince you to kill someone with almost no effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, interesting um, movies. Yeah, I am, um, uh, and I never introduced myself, so oh, yeah. I am uh, completely empty dryer, Nick. <laughs> Why are you running that shit? It's stressing me out. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Yeah, there's a lot of weird scenes in this movie that maybe I just didn't understand because I wasn't following the plot all the way through. But I think a lot of it is just showing you weird stuff. I think a lot of it is also like bringing you into the character's world by showing you something that they deal with every day and they don't say out loud, you know? Mm. Like the things that these characters are putting up with that maybe they don't or in in the case of um in the case of Takabe, the detective, the stuff that he is putting up with, and in the case of the other characters, it's like what is just bubbling beneath the surface of these people? Like, you ask these guys two questions. The first question is, Hey, what's your name? And the second question is, uh, who's the person you hate the most in the in life right now? And uh what would it take to, for you to be convinced to kill them? And it doesn't usually even get that far. It doesn't need to get that far. Yeah, he almost gets bored uh, with his own I think, bit. Yeah. <laughs> like him uh, going, oh, do you have any water? <laughs> and like, what's your name? I don't want to talk about me. Yeah. Do you remember asking me for that glass of water? What? <laughs> Who? No, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, you want to kill someone? <laughs> he wouldn't. He doesn't even say that. But uh, yeah, it, this this movie weirdly like shows you what the guy is doing really early on, but it doesn't make any sense, so you don't think much of it. Mm-hmm. 
and then you're like, oh, mm. that guy was weird. Anyway, oh man, who did that murder? And then it, you know, yeah, it goes on from there. But yeah, do you want to run through the the plot real quick so that any? I mean, it is kind of interesting because they show you this guy and they show you these obvious horrible murders, and it's like, well, he's the killer, right? It's like, well, sort of, kind of. <laughs> All these people who are confessing to the murders actually did do them. Yeah. So, uh, in Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Cure, um, we are following a detective who is investigating a series of strange killings that uh, are all linked by the fact that they are people with X's carved into their necks. That's how they were killed. Every, but they're all over the place in this city and they're, and every time someone comes forward and confesses to them, but they keep happening. And that's that's all we know. And uh, this guy, Takabe's partner, is like, maybe they're being hypnotized into doing it. And Takabe's like, don't you have any fucking good ideas? Yeah. Uh, can't you, can't you tell me something that makes sense? At one point, sense? they get into a pedantic <laughs> argument over it. You can't call this a serial killer because it's a different guy who does it every time. But yeah. It's the same crime. And when Nick says a, an X carved into their neck, it's it's important to note that it's from, like, Bottom of the cheek, jawbone to collarbone, like across yeah. diagonally. It is not just a tiny X drawn with like a, a little tiny knife yeah, and they big, were just bled X. out. No, it is a gigantic wound. Yeah, really um, good gross visual. Especially when, um, spoilers, one lady starts peeling the face off. The oh, I love that, that really scene. Good. That was such a good one. I was like, finally, um, <laughs> someone, I've been waiting <laughs> for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, the Takabe eventually finds that, um, uh, I should have probably put a spoiler warning in, so I'll do it in editing. Uh, um, but the Takabe eventually finds that someone named, uh, I mean, Mamiya. I don't think we've even or, spoiled anything yet, really, but. No, but I was think I'm just thinking that in this plot rundown, I'm definitely going to go into some yeah, stuff. Oh, I guess I don't have to. I guess I don't have to. Big spoilers for yeah. the movie, uh, what is it? Cure. Cure. Um, it's good. It's not. Knowing about this movie, I don't think ruins it at all. I think it was we discussed um, mm-hmm. with other movies this month. But yes, knowing um, not even plot really isn't the twist, most important right? thing in this movie. I think the only yeah, thing plot isn't... is one twist at the end that I was really happy I didn't know was coming. Mm-hmm. When when uh, well yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. yeah so anyway, Takabe Takabe finds that uh, an amnesiac named Mamiya or who, whose name is Mamiya, but he does he claims he doesn't know that, uh, is wandering around and possibly instigating these murders. And, uh, they, but because there is like basically no evidence to tie him to any of these crimes, they have to let him go or they, or they can't keep holding on to him. It's the perfect crime. It's just like, did we ever discuss this on a main feed episode is the, uh, the death note idea of, if I don't know who I am, I can't confess to the murder. <laughs> we talked about that on the Amnesia episode. Oh, wow. Double Amnesia um, mm-hmm. in this month, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's uh, one of those things so... that makes me think that it probably took a lot more thought than this. But, like, someone was like, okay, what would be the perfect killer? Okay, a guy who doesn't remember that he told he hypnotized someone to kill someone else. Too many layers of abstraction. It's yeah, too far it's removed. Just like, did he even like? Is this guy to blame at all? Like, can we put him in jail? But you might say, I mean, oh, who cares? It's just like a, a hypnotist. It's what he's gonna swing a, a pocket watch in front of me. Ooh, I'm so scared. Should, and the answer is yes. And it's really scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he does it with repetitive sounds, like dripping water or uh, an oscillating fan or uh, say a dryer running with nothing in it. Uh, but no, that's just more of a parallel. He doesn't do that to somebody. Mm. Um, but like the film gives you all of these examples of him being kind of an annoying shit to people who are trying to help him because they're all like, Oh, he's an amnesiac. I should, you know, feed him, try and see if I could contact the police, make sure I can find something for him. And Mamiya is just like, uh, you know, uh, hypnotizing these people into killing someone not someone specific usually just uh you are going to kill someone and you're going to carve the x into their into their necks yeah and he doesn't say anything that's important he doesn't tell them to kill somebody he is just doing something with the repetitive sounds and the x image and that's enough 
Yeah, it's, and I so think that part you, of what makes this. So what do you think? Do you well go on? You finish your thought. Maybe you're about to answer. Well, I think part of what this movie's point is not like like to say that it's like true about the reality, but all these people that he's doing this to are so repressed and pent up that he does not need to do basically much of anything to get them to kill someone. Mm. They are already ready to do it. There's just little things holding them back. And that tiny bit of hypnotism is what will push these people over the edge, I think. And I think you see that in the film long buildup with uh, Takabe, huh. the detective. Yeah, so do you think that he even, like, does he want to do this? Does he, like, know that he's doing it? Like, oh, yeah. I thought that this was, like, a supernatural being at first, like, because he just seems to show I mean, up they kind of nod like... towards it a little bit, like that, like, Mesmer and the, uh, you know, all this stuff originates from 100 years ago, and he's, like, is he practicing magic? Is he doing something supernatural? Yeah. I think that it, it walks the line enough so that you could, could take it either way, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know, because, like, yeah, definitely, I mean, his introduction is insane. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a guy sitting mm-hmm. on a beach, and he just walks over from, like, the right side of the screen. Like, you get a, mm-hmm. a shot of him in the distance, and then he just walks over to the guy, and he's like, hey, what's up? What's your name? What are you doing? What's your job? And he's always mm-hmm. asking them a bunch of questions, and then as soon as they start to ask him questions, he's like, he he either, like, doesn't, he actually doesn't know and doesn't remember, or he's... It seems like he knows he doesn't know, and he's just trying to deflect so he can learn more about them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, who cares what my name is? What's what's your wife's name or something? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to like get them to call the police and be like, this weird guy. Is your relationship tough? Does it cause you a lot of stress? What about your job? Does your job cause you a lot of stress? How about any friends? Are there any friends who are may say maybe causing <laughs> you, you a lot of stress? video games lately that may stress you <laughs> I don't know. It's, just, I, it's so weird because I didn't... I guess maybe this guy just is like an evil man and like i just didn't understand why he was doing any of this you know but i think it's the point is i think part of it is like a power fantasy thing Mm. like he's showing that he he doesn't need to do much to like like unleash these people beyond their controls he's like and because you know it's it's very much an i'm not touching you thing of like i'm not killing them Mm. you are yeah, but they don't. I, maybe and, I'm misremembering the ending, but they don't seem to be that concerned once they figure out that it's him. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just like, you know, lock him up anyway. You know, they don't really. They're mm-hmm. not like, well, you can't lock him up. He didn't do any of the murders. You know. But he, of course, like gets out because he's the hypnotist guy. Yeah, and I guess they're not. Like, they don't immediately <laughs> put him in jail. They're still trying to figure mm-hmm. out why he's doing it and like how mm-hmm. he's doing it. I guess. He doesn't have like a long-term plan. He he wants like the immediate satisfaction of doing this stuff to people. And I think that's all he's really after. Yeah. Uh and maybe the long-term thing of turning someone else into him, like being like I'm not the only one who's like this, you're like me too. Yeah, that I didn't immediately after watching the ending for this again, I messaged Nick. I was like, "I watched it. I watched the ending again." And we talked about it for a second. Because I didn't understand really the last thing that happens, and mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those things that's open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. And it's such good buildup. Um, uh, I guess we might as well just talk about it now while we're on it. Yes, absolutely. So, um, the surprise that I didn't see coming is that um, the hypnotist guy—what's his name? Miami, Miami, Mamiya. Mamiya, which I think may just be written because they find it written on the back of his coat. And even he's like, how do you even know that's my name? That could just be where I bought the coat, you know? And I definitely am in the camp of that's probably not his name. Like, he's just... that I don't know, maybe maybe it could be his name, and someone wrote it on the back of his coat so that he could be identified, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the idea better that, like... Um, like in Back to the Future, when they call him... Uh, Tommy Hilfiger or whatever, because that's what his <laughs> underwear says on it. Like, I think that's a really good trope, but I, I may, you know, there's no need to even read into that. But so, um, he gets found out that it's him somehow. I don't even really remember how they connect it to him. Um, 
they they find him wandering around and they like trace other people who saw him walking around yeah. back to the spot yeah so they get him they they know it's him after you know several murders like they don't like instantly get him or anything and so they get him in containment he breaks out and um our main detective goes after him and you're like oh he's gonna get him and bring him back in and even uh the oh god miami mamiya 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 um is like oh you're here to figure out how i'm doing this like he's he's setting him up to be like oh you want me to tell you why i'm doing this how i'm doing this what my plan is Mm-hmm. And the detective just shoots him and shoots him like five times, <laughs> and yeah. it's just like fuck you. <laughs> it's so good, like that. Not before screaming about how much his wife places a burden on him. He's he like oh, screams yeah, about. It. He's like he's like I know my wife is a burden, but I have to be strong. I have to be strong for her. And then like Mamiya opens his mouth to comment on that, and then immediately gets shot five yeah, times. Yeah, it's so great, and it's just so perfect of like the you know. The, the, the trope that's been parodied and subverted a million times is, oh, the master villain is going to monologue to me about his plan that he has and, you know, his ideology. It's like the the noble thing to do would be to put handcuffs on him and take him back to jail. But he's just like, no, I'm just going to kill this guy. This guy arguably deserves to die and is only... The world is better without him in Yeah, it. like, what is he... Come on. Like, he's only just getting people to kill people close to them it's insane mm-hmm. and then um and then the movie ends. <laughs> or well no it doesn't um then he goes to a cafe and there's this long scene of him finishing his dinner the wait- waitress comes over asks him if he wants coffee and he's like yeah that that would be great i would like coffee and her manager comes up behind her whispers something in her ear and then she stops getting him coffee walks over to a counter and just picks up a butcher's knife and then like very adamantly walks away and then the movie mm-hmm. ends so i was dozing hey. off to my first viewing and i was like oh i i know this waitress is important but i couldn't figure out why she was important mm-hmm. and um do you want to say your thoughts on what what we were talking about yeah well this um the thing with the waitress, he was at that cafe earlier in the film, but that's not really what's important about it. Uh, what's important is that all of uh, Takabe's stress and like uh, panic has completely melted away, and he is like kind of talking in a more even-handed way, and he is interacting with this uh, waitress. And once he is done interacting with his waitress, she goes and picks up a knife and goes to kill somebody. Mm. So even though Mamiya's gone, like you like he is absolutely gone this is not like a ghost possession thing or anything like that uh there's no super nothing supernatural in that part it's the whatever he was doing is passed on to takabe and takabe like knows he's doing it he's broken like oh, i think really? that takabe that's what that's how i see it like so takabe like he just got like you know his at the end of this movie his best friend is dead uh, his life has like completely unraveled, uh, and he's spent all this time chasing some guy who has only busted out and committed more murders. Then he goes and just shoot, shoots a guy in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, "Am I? Am I really like what? What am I worth?" So at this point, I don't know if he's really been like turned to Mamiya's side. I would say it's more like he's he's been hypnotized on a larger scale. Yeah, he's I want to say. Well, also. When he's standing over um, Mamiya, like, about mm-hmm. to, sh- you know, after he's already shot him in the body, Mamiya mm-hmm. is looking up, and he's pointing at him, and he does, like, some sort of motion with his hands. I think it's he probably makes, he X, draws right? a, He draws an X. So he draws an I X. I think it's totally him passing it on to him, if you're going to yeah. get that reading. That's that's what I, that's how I read it. I think it. so, like, for sure. It's... Like, and mm-hmm. then, but my my thoughts on the ending part with the waitress is that, he doesn't know it's been passed on to him yet, and he's about to find out. Like, he's finally calmed down a little bit. He thinks he's at the mm-hmm. end of this. And then as soon as this waitress kills someone, he's going to be like, oh, fuck, now I'm the guy. But I don't think I don't think he's as innocent. I think that he is. You think he's, he's... fully I think he's fully on board. Wow. I think he's he's the new Mamiya. Hmm. Uh, like, that's that's how I, I see that's it. But so the, the sad thing... that I don't want that to be the ending. But... 
but yeah. This is a sad movie. This is a sad, harsh, cruel, yeah. like, like, this movie, what makes it such a good horror movie is that it makes you want to turn away. When they cut, when they cut to a new scene, you're like, you better not be showing me something I don't want to see, yeah. Kiyoshi Kurosawa's cure. This nice lady that's going to get angry, <laughs> or not even get angry, just get influenced by this guy and kill, kill someone because she didn't go to art school I, or whatever. I was so terrified every time they cut back to his wife yeah. and i know that they're doing that intentionally like they're showing you the this whole movie people are being influenced by the anyone who talks to mamiya gets influenced to kill someone that's close to them and then takabe keeps talking to mamiya and every time oh, yeah. he like comes home uh it's like oh his wife is there and then there's that one time where he hallucinates that she hung herself oh, god so shocking like really really took me yeah. out of the movie like, I was texting mm-hmm. someone, and I was like, and uh, wife murder, or wife suicide, <laughs> horrible wife suicide. And then, like, seconds later, I'm like, psych, uh, it didn't actually happen. Never mind. <laughs> but it's, it's like, he is, like, even before Mamiya's murders start happening, even before the, the exes start getting carved into people, Takabe is on the verge of a breakdown already. He is, yeah. like, barely holding it together. Yeah, what is he, working too and much? I think he, and his wife? Does his he's wife working have too much in his issues or yes his wife is like his wife has like psychological issues and uh is like it's it seems like like almost like early onset dementia or something mm. like she does things and she doesn't know why she does them yeah which is also like can't remember you know the parallels with our amnesia mm-hmm. killer is like mm-hmm. you know you think that they're almost suffering from the same thing like yeah, I was so worried the whole time that either uh, Takabe was going to get hypnotized into killing his wife, or that somehow his wife was going to wander off and encounter Mamiya and become the next killer, because she's she's a perfect mark for him, because she can't hold it together on her own. Yeah, She can barely hold uh, like a regular thought in her head. She's having problems with that. And that, of course, is causing strain on Takabe, because Takabe can't count on her for anything. He's like, do he's pulling two jobs. He's doing the detective shit and then when he gets home he's being her caretaker yeah and she's not and that's she's not he's... that bad i mean she makes him no she's not that bad and and oh man um i'm just i was just scrolling through the google search to remind myself of some imagery from the movie and like the talk about like being scary without having a scary moment like a, a scene mm-hmm. taken out of context can be not scary but in the context it really mm-hmm. can be and it, for example in any movie really is direct profile or not even direct profile like a an actor looking directly in the camera because that's such a taboo straight ahead in mm-hmm. directing and stuff that when you see it you it's, your brain is instantly like oh this is not right this shouldn't be happening mm-hmm. and in a movie that is so focused on like long stares and like what is happening oh, yeah. to, in this person's I mean, head what a perfect like... imagery of hypnotizing is like you are making mm-hmm. direct eye contact with this movie actor and mm-hmm. I think that that definitely takes you out of the movie. Like, in my position, I'm like, oh, that's an actor now. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, mm-hmm. why is this lady looking at me? Like, why are we making eye contact? It's very weird. Um, it, if we get to it, uh, we uh, the movie Sleepaway Camp has a lot of child actors in it. And there's one scene where they mm-hmm. cut to a cafeteria and the scene's going on. And one of the kids just looks in the camera, like, just because it's, it's some <laughs> dumb kid. And it's like... <laughs> it's really jarring when you see it. That's it's that's just a jarring thing to see in movies. So, uh, yeah, that really plays into the hypnosis um, theme really, really well. If you want to talk yeah, about how um, visually well, like good this movie looks, damn. Mm-hmm. Looks so, really good. oh my god, it's perfect. This is a 1997. Yeah. It's 1997 Japanese horror film, and man, the look of this movie. It's so grimy and dirty. It like it feels like there's something on the lens the whole time, and yeah. I think that that I think that's definitely intentional. When I found out it was '97, you... I was like, "Oh, really? It seems a little older." But then, like, you watch stuff from the '90s, and there was that kind of filth just kind of going around that we were like, mm-hmm. we kind of knew we were filthy at that point, and it just kind of showed mm-hmm. on the screen. And that's what this movie's all about. It's all about like look at look at the horrible thing. Look at the look at the dirty room. Look at the weird twisted monkey skeleton that this guy that has in weird. his apartment. So that and then maybe what was the other thing I brought up earlier? Um, maybe the face peeling stuff. Like I feel like some of mm-hmm. that is just like you know keep keep the audience interested. Put some weird fucked up thing in here, and that's great. I like I like that. It did keep me interested, and that mm-hmm. stuff stuck with me. But when they showed the monkey, and then they showed him twist around the shower. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you call that? Spout hose. Mm-hmm. shower port Nozzle. shower goer um i was just like well 
gross, but like, why is this? Why is that? Do you remember any insight into why he kills the monkey? I is there any reason? Well, I it? I think to me that that is just like he's practicing. Mm. He's that you get to see what this guy's home was like, and it's completely fucked up. It's filled to the brim with books on hypnotism oh, and psychology. Okay. Got, got, yeah, yeah, you're and, totally right. Yep. And, and then yeah. you see, yeah, and then you see like the the disgusting things that he's been doing to animals and figures, and and that's it. It's like, oh, I love that they're like, oh yeah, he paid six months rent in advance. Hmm. That is, and so up. I I haven't been here. <laughs> I haven't been here since then, and I'm like, oh, okay, what was he doing? And you you find out. Don't come. That's, and that's see, don't come over money for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't look into this. Huh. Yeah, so, I definitely didn't get that um, first viewing. That makes a lot we're, of sense. There's so much to talk about this with this, but before I forget, I'd like to briefly bring up uh, one of my favorite things I've read about this movie, which oh, uh, yeah. I was looking at the Letterboxd page after after watching mm-hmm. it, and I read a review from Cam, one of Cam and I's favorite little uh, artists who now has a show on MTV, uh, Swan Boy. Uh, no, but, FX. Uh, Branson, FX. FX, sorry. Uh, but you can watch his yes, shorts Cake on, on FX. Hulu. It's called Swan Boy. Mm-hmm. Yes, so this is Branson Reese. Uh, he says... Uh, Early on, you're like, I would never fall for this shit. I would somehow resist it. And then you're glued to the scene where he spills the water in the doctor's office, and you're like, ah, shit, he'd get me in a second. I'd probably even try to squeeze in a second kill before I got caught. (laughs) And that, to me, is kind of a perfect, like, well, Cam and I, uh, especially when in our past It Follows episode, Terrazo, that we did, we talked about, like, the gaming out horror movie, like, oh, what would I I do in this situation kind of thing. Not me. Yes. But this movie is so good at making you look at the situations these characters are in and you're like, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to kill someone right now. (laughs) Or even with me, or I would be, I would be hypnotized so easily. With me, it wasn't like I wouldn't be hypnotized. It was like, I would get fed up with this guy earlier and call the police Uh on a a mentally ill person. Like just say like, Mm -hmm. come get this guy, I think. But in reality, I probably wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's try and help this guy, you know, give him a, Mm -hmm. a warm meal sit him down He's and just... like the nurse the nurse whose job it is to try and like take care of him and he does the thing where he slowly spills the oh, water yeah. we gotta out of that talk face. about the nurse scene because i think that's probably the best part of the movie is i was just about to say i think that that is one of the best scenes in this movie if not the best yeah. scene in i this think movie. a lot of it is because of that actress is so good i don't i don't know her name yeah. but the nurse and they give her like so much back he basically tells her what her backstory is mm-hmm. and it it oh my god i don't know she's got the red turtleneck on it's just him in the Mm -hmm. doctor's office and she's trying to figure out what's up with him but also not really giving him the time of day in in a way like yeah because she's just like she's at like a you know kind of long-term care facility for somebody who's like uh somebody who needs like mental help and and she's treating him as a patient right and she's trying to be nice to him and listen to him but he's doing his bit on her that whole time. And then there's the stuff like when she gets up to clean the X off the wall and like, yeah. So I think I definitely need to rewatch the scene. Cause at that point I still didn't really get what he was doing. I just thought he was a mm-hmm. weird guy who anytime he was <laughs> around people, they killed someone, which I guess is what that would be a on. very funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an extremely funny movie. Just a guy. <laughs> it is just a weird guy. What if a fucked up guy looked at you? It's the endless, the timeless trope that we can't get away from. Mm-hmm. It's This fucked up guy looks at you and then you instantly commit murder yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, there's no escaping that. But um, yeah, so talk about the water the water part. and then... Okay, so he is talking to this nurse and he talks about her, her background. And it's like, oh, well, did you, didn't you want to be an artist? And she's like, well, yeah, uh, that's, that's funny. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah. I kind of did want to be an artist, but you know, it's, it's good to help people and I'm happy I'm here. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to be an artist? (laughs) It it was, but was it because of what those people said to you? The people at art school, what the people at art school said to you hurt (laughs) you you in some way. And yeah, you know, those people, he's being very vague, but he's kind of probing. He's like doing a Hannibal Lecter bit where he's trying to probe for information and try and like dig more into this girl's like, psyche and she is doing like the correct thing in this situation in like a not horror movie which is to kind of brush him off and don't worry about yeah. it and not give him anything to feed off of she's listening intently she's paying attention but she's not like giving him any feedback even though she is paying attention mm-hmm. and then 
to help kind of help get her attention and to like bring her back into the fold, he starts there's like a vase of water on on there, like something like a pitcher that would you would use to pour pour cups of water for people. Yeah. And he slowly spills it out off of the counter and onto the floor while he's talking to her without really looking at it. And she is like paying attention to the water that he's pouring from this vase. And then uh I I can't remember in this whether he uh leaves or whether he is ta- he's like taken to the next room. Whether he's like they're like, okay, your interview's done and he goes. But anyway, she's left in this room alone now. And she looks up and there's a giant X painted on the wall in black. Yeah. And she gets she uh she she sops up the water on on the ground and then she goes to clean the X off, but she can see her like looking at it. You can see her really intently looking mm-hmm. at it. Kind of like a like a how did this get here or what am I supposed to do with this? And then of course immediately she is killing someone else. Yeah, is she the one that peels the face off too? Yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah, a holy because it's just this in is the just hallway. The best, yeah, the best um, murdering of the movie. Um, really satisfying wall cleaning too. I was I was really mm-hmm. um, enjoying that. But yeah, I I don't know. I think that she it's perfect because she's it's her job to just you know she probably deals with she has to she's a captive audience right and she probably deals with people who do things for attention at times nick can definitely Mm -hmm. relate to this because of his job i mean absolutely that is my job if if it was my job to take care of this guy i would be killing someone by 10 a.m yeah but it's just like okay if he just started pouring water on the ground when he was talking to the other guy in his house, he'd be like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. go, whoa, hey, cut that out, you know, stop. But mm-hmm. she's at work. It's a tile floor. She's seen this all before. Like, just got, just mm-hmm. let this guy pour his water out and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll clean it up after. And I that he uses that to his advantage. That makes you think he's like a mastermind killer. Like, it's really mm-hmm. good. Um, we're getting towards... Um, you know, it's a good enough time for this episode, but I do want to talk about one more, one more. Um... No, we've we've got we've got plenty of time. Our terror are usually around like forty five minutes or something. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're only at like thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, you know, I don't want to delve into every. Don't cut scene yourself off too movie, early. Yeah, but... it's hard not to. There's so much good stuff going on yeah, here, especially with I, the kills. Love... They are just like this thing happened, and then you know, because it's a completely different person in a different situation, mm-hmm. just to show you what he can do. It's a, such a fun way because when you think about the way horror movies or slasher movies can be set up where it's like, okay, you set up all the characters at the beginning and then you transition from one kill to the next as they slowly get picked off or whatever. Yeah. This is sort of a different kind of take on a slasher thing where you get these characters. They're introduced that scene. You get their whole yeah. life yep. almost. You get their whole life situation. And then uh, and then after that, like it's like okay what uh, what are they going to do how are they going to react to this and they're always so calm when they're doing the killing like they're not distraught yeah, that's what's so good about by it. they don't go this, crazy this. by talking to this guy they're like okay now mm-hmm. i will do a murder now and they they do a good job of it, maybe i'm mistaken but they don't show you any of the actual murdering right it's no they do they show you the cop killing that guy oh well um, <laughs> i mean that's yeah. a quick one i'd say it's no, not really a, oh that one was really yeah. good too uh, well, the, they don't show you the X carving usually. No, that's that that usually gets left to the imagination. You see the aftermath of the X being dug into someone's neck with some kind of knife or box cutter or whatever. Just to go back to the face peeling, like I've mentioned it like five times already, but like she, it's it's almost like she's doing it out of curiosity. It's so that's exactly what I would say. Oh, it's so cool to watch her like, oh hey, what's under here? It's like oh, it's skull. Like <laughs> there's a skull under yeah. there. <laughs> And this movie isn't, I don't mean to dissuade people from watching it, because it's not really gross or anything, mm-hmm. really. It's not, there's no jump scares in the movie, which is a good sell for mm-hmm. me. The only thing is that you have to be able to pay attention to a two-hour subtitled movie, and it's visually very cause this, interesting. Because this movie, so it's good this to movie will, will work to hold your attention. It's got shit going on in every shot. It's The plot is constantly moving forward. You're seeing all these people get, like, hypnotized and brought into the fold in the all these like different ways oh except i was and, um uh oh, what's the metaphor i'm looking for it's like uh oh oh you like donuts eat a thousand donuts because i like i mm-hmm. love in movies when it's like this guy has to walk over here you will now watch him walk from this this side of the screen all the way over to the other side mm-hmm. of the screen like there's a lot they, of that they want and, i don't know 
Kiyoshi Kurosawa wants you to sit with these characters and like that's one of the things that like you don't get an internal monologue for any of these guys that would be that would be extremely hack but yeah. like you get like you're looking at these characters and you immediately know what's going through their mind like the frustration of Takabe like when he's leaving the room after being told oh there's nothing we can do we're gonna have to let him go to this guy who is very obviously the murderer of all these people. Oh yeah, there's some good as uh, we keep talking about how calm most people are at the time. There's some really good freakouts in this movie. Like like yeah. when um Mamiya is Mamiya yeah. is slamming the stool against the radio. Oh, oh, I wanted to ask you about this. I made a mental note to yes. ask you. So they're in the police precinct. It's filthy police precinct. That and they're like mm-hmm. that's a hard word for me. Precinct, precinct. Um mm-hmm. It's like shaking, like they're getting some Jurassic mm-hmm. Park shaking, like the this guy's mm-hmm. tea is, is shaking. And then it cuts to him in his holding area, and he's slamming a stool, like a stand-up comedy stool, into the heating radiator. Do, mm-hmm. Is he causing the whole building to shake? It's just the pipes. It's, he's he's the causing the pipes the guy, to shake. I thought that and they're guy fucking... was like... It, like three floors above him like it seemed like the whole place was shaking yeah i mean if it's a if it's an old shit building and all the pipes are connected to each other you can absolutely do something like that uh there's a building God damn this guy's annoying uh he's there's a the whole fucking place he's doing it just to be annoying too he's doing it just to be annoying to but like what he wants is someone comes down to talk to him and he gives them attention and then they let him out and then they immediately kill someone. Yeah, you know, that's what he wants. He has thrown out my entire argument for it. This guy doesn't want to do that. He definitely wants to be doing all this shit. Whether yes. he's forgetting it all or not. He's, the intent is out there. He is trying Cause to. Because he gets excited, you know, when Takabe visits him because he's like, oh, this guy, oh, this guy is on my case. He has seen all of the murders that I have had people like, commit. What do you think? And, you want to hear my master yeah, he's like, plan? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm here to shoot you with my gun. <laughs> oh, fuck. You, made, you actually pissed me off too much. Yeah, now I'm just you here blew, to kill you. You asshole. You were too annoying. <laughs> oh, man. There's, like, this movie, it's so easy for me to recommend this movie. Like, I I, yeah. I, I find, I found, I was, like, completely enraptured by it. And one of the things uh, where I first saw it was on a list of, like, Movies that horror movies that are actually scary, and I did find this one scary, although not in the way maybe I was expecting. Mm. It wasn't like a uh, scene to scene. I can't. I can't watch. Oh no, what's going on? But my heart was skipping beats because I. I was like seriously going like. His wife is gonna die. His wife is. He's like gonna the get home, and his wife is, is the going. Scariest to... stuff, I think. If we're yeah. talk scary. I... She is an extremely vulnerable person, and when they really like build you up to it, when like he throws the raw fish at the wall. Oh like, yeah, she just so put raw that? fish yeah. on a plate. She didn't cook it for he him. Put the... yeah. yeah, he just she just put raw fish on a plate because either she like forgot to cook it or she just thought that was fine or whatever. Yeah. And it's like obviously he can't just eat that that way. And he's like coming home after a day of dealing with Mamiya, who, as we established, is the most annoying, annoying guy on the planet. <laughs> the most annoying murderer uh, ever. And they have been talking about taking a vacation as soon as he's wrapped oh, up in yeah. this case. Uh-huh. And then he's and he's looking at her and and he's like. And he starts screaming. I think he breaks a plate. He throws the fish at the wall. And then it cuts. And you're like, oh, no. They got Did he? Did did he do something? Did he do something he's going to regret? But no, he's just actually taking her back to a psych ward. Like, he's like, just just until Margaret comes out. And then the doctor 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 at the psych ward. (laughs) The doctor at the, no, the doctor at the psych ward is like, he's looking at the Takabe, the detective. And he's like, you look way worse than her. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, um. Uh, shouldn't she be dropping off you? And he's like, no, yeah. I work. I have a job. I'm, this is how I look. <laughs> yeah, this is this is how I look. This I is look totally like this fine. This is what I job. need to do at all times. Oh man, uh, yeah, uh, the wife stuff is really heartbreaking, I and mean, especially it's terrifying. Like, it's it's terrifying to watch. I was definitely like when he's like, let's take a vacation after this is all over. It's just like mm-hmm. you can't even do that in a movie without even like the yeah the not to say we're experts, but the layman will be like. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> this yeah. is his last day before retirement. He's, you know, she's dead. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. You can't say you're going to take a vacation. And after, his after nice, you like, get over the hill, you can't say that. My heart, like, dropped into my stomach when uh, we saw that his friend who had t- been teaching him about hypnotism was just dead. Mm. And then, like, he comes over his house and is like, you had, some- you had something to show me? And there's, like, an X on the wall in his house, like he had been doing it in his spare Isn't that time. His partner from 
is Crab yeah that's his partner. partner okay yeah yeah all right yeah so, so that's that's the one that's the kill i was leaning towards earlier kill it's so weird to even describe it that way but uh, um he goes over there to talk to him yeah and he's got the x on the wall and he's like hey uh that x did you do that he's like <laughs> oh yeah uh, uh. <laughs> and then he's like did you go see mia he's like yeah but i he didn't get to me i'm fine <laughs> and then like that's all really good and interesting and you're like oh fuck the guy thought he was better than this He's obviously mm-hmm. gonna. He do thought it. he was smarter than the hypnotism. But the step and... further that they take it that I really like is when they when you find out that he's dead, he didn't kill someone else. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's weird. He handcuffed himself to this pipe before he strangled mm-hmm. himself. Weird, huh? And it's like, oh man, even he knew he was gonna do something and he couldn't prevent it. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. Uh, I I've really gushed about especially on the podcast of inevitability in movies and obsession mm-hmm. is my favorite mm-hmm. thing is like like the lighthouse like um i would like to see the lighthouse well you shouldn't go up there he's like i would like to see the lighthouse now i like i mm-hmm. must do this like there's nothing takabe can't stop himself from coming back to talk to this asshole who he already knows is guilty multiple times throughout this yeah, movie and he's like i have to know i have to know what's going on here and he's too curious and he just gets himself wrapped up in all this shit. and i'm i'm more leaning towards the people who get hypnotized into killing someone they none of them mm-hmm. really would ever do it without mm-hmm. this influence but and they don't go crazy psycho and start stabbing people it's just like they calmly okay Uh i know it's like ocd it's like i don't want to have to turn the lights off four times but i have to so i'm going to do it Uh it's just part Uh of my life now and they're just like especially with the cop scene that we alluded to earlier to describe yet another murder scene like they Uh the cop talks to him because they they take him in he has a long like they go out and get a a beer or something right they're just Uh like hanging out Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. They're closing up the police box, as they call it, which I thought was very cute. I don't know if that's a Japanese term. Like a really small police station. Mm-hmm. And he just takes out his gun, and he shoots his partner in the back of the head. And he puts his mm-hmm. gun away, and he like goes back to work. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to do this now. It's, they do it like it's such a normal thing for them to do. Like the lady peeling the guy's face off. It's just like, well, I'm going to do this because I'm already, mm-hmm. you know, I have to. He's he's so calm, like for a second, and he realizes, oh, I should probably move this body. Like he, and, yeah. and then he like moves it slightly over oh, to the and, side. Then you see him go grab something from off screen, which is probably the box cutter that he was using earlier. Yeah, and talk about and, like long static shots. Like you watch the blood pool under this guy's head from the same shot, like far away full body shot. It's it's really it's really interesting if you like visual horror in movies this is uh, really really good for it stuff mm-hmm. that sticks with you that's not a jump scare or gross or mm-hmm. shock this There's is a no shock horror really except for the one hanging scene that's that's the only one mm-hmm. i'd say uh all right uh, i think we got to give this some ratings oh yeah i think you're right uh so this is a this is a solid zero pumpkin film yeah, for it me hurts. it pains me to say it's, I never it's like a summer anything. thing well when they're on the beach they're wearing like full oh yeah it's, it's probably I not summer because like, they're well the beaches weren't crowded it's getting end yeah. of summer because our mamiya is wearing a gorgeous cable knit sweater and trench coat mm-hmm. combo so i was getting fall vibes from this if seasonally but i don't know what the seasons are like in japan so you know who knows uh probably zero yeah. unfortunately mm-hmm. this could happen any day uh the blood is great well i wouldn't describe this movie as gory there are definitely buckets of yeah, blood give it one in this. face peeling if that's something you're gonna remember <laughs> for sure remember it forever I just, just like Saw the curious this week as well and this will stick with me probably more that one scene will stick with me more than the guy cutting his own leg off well, I don't know. They're both equally. One is shot better. Mm. We'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's this, not what uh, This movie. Do, so. Yeah. Uh, this movie This movie is very bloody. That that face peeling. And it's like, that what, face like peeling half, something else. one second long shot? Yeah. It's not. It's not a long shot. They they don't. They give you that image just enough times so that you will remember it forever. And then they, they move and on. Hey, if you've never peeled a face off and you're wondering, you're hypothesizing what that would look like, 
you know like how you much how much effort would it take to pull pull a face off if i had like a tab of skin to like wrap my hand i around? definitely just it's like got, well like, peeling an orange like if you get your thumb under there and you can get like a big chunk of the orange off to me it was like it looked seemed like it was getting a sticker off of like a uh like a dvd or something oh where it's like yeah sometimes those, it doesn't like, work all the way it's not like a yeah. sticker on an apple or something it's like a, right right like a price tag sticker yeah that's yeah a like good... it might get stuck in some places yeah, with if, the, you, if you're really good at it you can get it all off in one <laughs> anyway that's how much blood is in this movie yeah. uh so <laughs> this is a this is a three scream movie for me i think because yeah the the thing the topics and the concepts that are in this movie are things that I do find very scary of like it's one thing to say if you look at this fucked up guy you will die and it's another fucked up thing to say it's another like thing entirely to go if you looked at this fucked up guy you won't die but you will kill someone close to yeah, you whether you like it or not it's just, you yes do it. yes um for me I'm giving it one one big scream for the the wife hanging hallucination mm-hmm. thing stress stress hallucination because that i was you know doing my damnedest to pay attention to this movie but i you know my brain is made mm-hmm. that difficult so and the time i watched it and you know i'm just mm. generally was it's i don't know it was hard for me but anyway like when i saw that scene like it wasn't just like oh my god this woman killed herself like the whole movie like makes mm-hmm. you care about the wife really well mm-hmm. and it uh you know, I should know her name, but <laughs> if I'm saying you care about her so much, but uh, it's just, uh, it's shocking. It's a really shocking imagery, and you're just like, no, not this too. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. a lesser movie would have had this been real and been an actual mm-hmm. part, but maybe it's also eating your cake and having it too. Like, it's, I don't know. It's like more horrifying because it makes you think of like what could happen. It, it, it makes you realize that that possibility was already in your head yeah. by showing it to you. It's like, oh, I was already thinking that this might happen. And for me, and here it was is. like, oh man, her hanging herself wasn't even related to the, the murder. Like, yeah, yeah, it, was it could like, not have been. Like, this happen. is probably something that Takabe is thinking about all the time. Yeah, it's like, I should Which be is why it comes to the forefront. Taking care of her instead I'm out doing this shit. Which is important. Which isn't even making me happy. It's not. <laughs> it's it's only making me more miserable yeah. to be at work doing this. That's why this. the ending is so terrible. Of him. If if it's back yeah. on him and how he's doing it, oh, terrible. So, um, I would like to quickly recommend just say uh, that we both watched this uh, film on the Criterion Channel oh, yeah. streaming service. Which, if you don't have it, it's not very expensive. They update it really frequently and. It is like one of the only streaming services that I would say is worth a damn in terms of money, well, like this and Crunchyroll and like nothing else. I would else. <laughs> like to say I, I'm I'm using the Roku app, so your mileage may vary. Oh yeah. But what are you watching? Oh, on I'm doing desktop? this on desktop. Yeah. The what? Uh, I was watching it on desktop, okay. and one of the cool things about this is that you can actually, if a movie on a Criterion channel has a commentary track, you can watch that what? through the streaming service. Okay, actually, yeah. yeah, that's huge for that. Then that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And they have like a bunch of really good stuff on there uh, that, that swaps out pretty frequently. But there's no pause button. Did you? Could you pause? Yeah, I could pause. That's is Roku that has the Roku no app? pause. You can. That's so strange. I, I'm sorry. I didn't know is that. To fast forward one frame and then just leave it. If you hit what would what? normally be pause on the Roku remote, it just brings up the title of the movie. It's actually really funny. I almost took a video of it because like. You can just put on the title if you want to have the title. There. I am sorry, Cam. Hey, I didn't know you were going through that. Funny. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just would click one frame forward or one frame back, and it would pause. Mm-hmm. And also, when you but, fast um, forward, it doesn't incrementally get faster. So when I wanted to rewatch mm-hmm. the end of this movie, I had to slowly scroll through the entire two-hour movie to get to the end. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, cool. I, what I like about the Criterion stuff is that visually it looks really pretty, and it mm-hmm. looks like it has um, sauce to it. I don't know. It, has, it looks good. It looks like they care, and it's stylized really well. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't know there um... was an app. So when Nick introduced me to it, I was like, "Oh shit!" There's a whole streaming service of good movies that I could watch. Mm-hmm. I, I there's a bunch of really good, really good stuff on here. Uh, they 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 do things by. This is actually also how I watched another movie. Cam wanted me to watch uh, this. Uh, this uh year the brood was on there um because they have a whole david cronenberg co- collection yeah good which movie. is nice good snowsuits in that movie absolutely a lot of good architecture um, but um 
one of the things that uh, I'd like to say is that apparently Kiyoshi Kurosawa has more movies that are purportedly really like scary kind of fucked up like horror style movies Mm -hmm. and one of the ones that i've had on my list for a long time is pulse which is uh i've heard vaguely described as about internet ghosts which (laughs) uh yeah i but like to this this which is such a serious thing and like i and people have said no that movie is actually really scary i'm I'm like wow i think that that's um that can definitely be scary i don't want to Ghosts yeah, so I, I, I would guess uh, I haven't seen it myself yet, but I would guess that if you enjoyed this, which I would highly recommend, uh, then go watch Pulse because I will probably be doing. But that. we haven't done Bats yet. We got to wrap up with Bats. We haven't done Bats. Oh yeah, uh, this movie is this is a sixty bat movie for me. Yeah, I go. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I go like seventeen for sure. Oh my god, dude. I'm so happy that you watched this movie. I was just happy to have someone to talk to about it. Yeah, I wish I... And of course... I should have given it more of a static watch, but with... I can't watch this in the living room or Alex will come in and make some stupid joke of like, oh, is he the cure? And I'm like, shut up, go away. (laughs) Well, that's when you carve an X into his neck. God, uh, if they got me, it might be him. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if this is incriminating for me to say, but... uh... He he comes in while you're watching a movie and he's like, oh, is that Mr. Cure? And then you're like... And then you're like... (laughs) It's like, hey, did I put this X on the wall? I'll have to hit you with the cast iron that you don't clean. Anyway, uh, oh <laughs> good movie. I'm, I'm happy you yes. got me to watch it. I think if you hadn't said do it for the podcast. I, I also watched this directly after podcast recording. So Nick mm-hmm. was in my house and said, check this out. And I was like, okay. And I just went upstairs. I was it, uh, so. I was doing some repetitive water dripping. <laughs> yeah, wait I a minute. politely to watch the cure. <laughs> what the watch hell? Cure. Is that what that stopwatch was for? Yeah. You're supposed to use a pocket uh, watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so thank you for listening, and I hope if you haven't seen this movie, I hope you go check it out because we have not really spoiled it. Like even just saying what happens in the movie is not enough to ruin this. Yeah, there's a lot uh, goes on. It's really like I keep saying, it's visually interesting to watch. So it's a gr- it's an incredibly well directed film, and um, uh, we will see you next time with whatever else with we cook up for terror sites. I'm pretty sure we have time got, for. <laughs> we've got more coming for sure. Possibly Higurashi, possibly Body Double. We might even re-record Spirit Phone if, if I have time for that. Maybe I'll listen to it and get on that and make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, All right. Maybe even um, <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. Yes, maybe. All right. Cool. We'll see you then. Hope you're enjoying October. Bye. Bye. Bye.